Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. And we're here in a darkened dungeon on a July evening uh, because we love rugby that much. There's not very much of it to speak of, but we're still here with you. Uh, that's I'm Tim. We've got JB right here. Hello, Timothy. Uh, JB, uh, far from rugby, you've been... Uh, what was it? Tiger came to teeing today. Oh, I... I swear to God that that is a play about severe mental illness. Now, I'm not sure if you're going to be in the head of, of someone with schizophrenia or it's a, about the small child. Um, either way, it was harrowing and uh, I certainly learned a lot about myself there. You, you, may, you, you may well be familiar about the tiger who came to tea, but if not, yeah, it's a girl who's on her, ho- on, on her own at home and a tiger visits. No, 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 with, 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 with her mum. Oh, the, no, the mum only comes back afterwards. No, 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 it's the dad that comes back later, yeah. isn't it? No, her mum is... Com- fish and chips. I mean, her mum is completely irresponsible. Uh, you, you don't let um, an, an apex predator into the house. <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be my number one thought. My second thought would be, why would you make a play about a book which is five pages long? <laughs> so, uh, thoroughly, thoroughly... in. Enjoyable, but, uh, yeah, not recommended. Enjoyable for... Anyway, carry on. And Phil's been enjoying... Italia. No, 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 no sorry, no, no, Mallorca. Not, oh, Mallorca. Sorry, Mallorca, oh, Palma. that Palma. Palma, oh, not Palma, 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 Mallorca, Palma, Spain. Oh, I see, not Palma, pa- Palma. Yes, gotcha. Uh, Palma with an L, not with an L. It, uh, it, it involved a rooftop bar and some sunny climb. Anyway, it, <sighs> it certainly did. Very good fun. Nice, nice couple of days. Uh, enjoying myself. Wonderful. Well, we've got Stash Watch. There's loads more kits that have come out. We've got some Super Rugby to talk about, some Sevens Rugby to talk about, two more clubs going under the microscope as we look ahead to the new season. And, well, various other bits and bobs, some rumours and runners and riders with transfers and whatnot. Um, where do you feel like starting? Hmm. Shall, we, um, shall we go with the touchiest subject of the week? Now, this could be one of two. Ooh. There's oh. two touchy subjects. Well, there's two... Possibly three. Well... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Careful how you word okay. things here. So there's two individuals that are in trouble for potentially being too touchy. Is yes. that what you're referring to? <laughs> that, that, that is a touchy subject. Uh, why? What's the other one? Uh, the 
uh, women's rugby. Oh yeah, okay. England, well, England and there was women's. also an interesting article in I think it was the Times. Although, forgive me if I got that wrong. Um, just calling out people for being uh, free and loose with head injury assessment protocol mm. and bringing up the finally someone's brought up the Alan Wynne Jones from the third test, uh, which, think, which everyone ignored on the day. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, they've drawn the test, haven't they? I mean that. Obviously, it's the first thing, and then second, second of all, we can look at the, uh, you know, the recriminations of the lack of protocol. But you know, so be it. Yeah. Um, so, which one do you want to start with? Yeah, come on then. Well, Let, just let's go with Ulster, okay? Because it's a miserable, <laughs> miserable situation that, that they find themselves in. Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to talk at all about what they're alleged to have done because we simply don't know. No, nope. no. Nope. Um, instead, we'll just stick to the rugby bit, which is who the hell is going to play fly half? Uh, it's a very good question because um, Paddy Jackson is a very, very good fly half. Um, well, so, who, who's the number two? Who usually does it? Uh, Don't say Alding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alding, that, that's one of the things. Alding has done has done that job. Um, several times he's done that job. And also, historically, you'd always have Pinar doing that job. Um, oh. So... You've now there's um, Brett Heron, who got brought in, and apart from that, I'm not actually sure. Do, does this make Ulster in the market for an outside half then? Well, so I think John Cooney, who's coming in from um, Connor, I think he he is a scrum half. But I'm sure I've seen him line up at fly off on the odd occasion. Yeah, that might be right. And and also Leinster have a ridiculous depth at fly half. There was the, the, the lad who played for Ireland in the Under Twenties World Championship in 2016, Johnny McPhillips. It is a prospect and can't even get anywhere near the, the side with Carberry and Sexton, obviously. Now, so it, just shuffle, a, shuffle the deck a little bit. Well, that's so a really Johnny, point. I'm actually looking at a, an Ulster squad here. Is and Johnny jo- McPhillips now in the Ulster squad? He is listed as the third fly half. Well, there you go. This is, this is Wikipedia, so that might have already happened. Well, the, yeah, it would make sense if they spread their talent out a little further. I mean, you don't want your, you know three of your best fly halves mm. not getting yeah. a game. Yeah. It's I mean, great. It's great having one or two in the same club f- uh, for consistency and for learning off each other. But yeah, three or four. Well, we will wait and see that Ulster situation with interest. Do you want to hear something kind of dark? Oh, do we? Do we on this subject? Go <laughs> on. Sort of dark, but uh, I was chatting to some people in the game. And you know, they- sorry, before you do this, do you know it says everything about. And I, 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 this is going to sound patronising. I don't mean it in a patronising way. It says everything about how far you've come. That I'm not nervous. <laughs> 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 I would have been bricking it about now. Oh, you have no idea what I'm about to say. <laughs> so I, I don't want to in any way, uh, like kind of pre-guess what's going to happen in the impending trial for Alding and uh, and Jackson. Uh, but this is a real serious concern for a lot for a lot of players, and apparently, that uh, certainly back in the day, and we're talking back in the day like five, five to ten years ago, um, players were already doing things to make sure that they weren't getting caught out with accusations of this sort of behaviour. So if you found yourself at home with a lady, yeah, the next day. Apparently, you always would text her to make sure, like, oh, was everything okay? Did you have a good time? Maybe I'll see, maybe I'll see you again, sort of thing, in case there was an accusation down the road. Isn't that just oh being a God. decent bloke, texting her to say it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, okay. I mean, there is that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was, that was the thinking behind it, but, mm. which, is, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. But the, the, big, the big news here is the rugby news that yeah. Ulster are going to be losing. So, holding as a centre is less important because they've got great depth in the centre. But then Jackson and Oldham can both cover 10. So, it's 10 is is a worry. And it's it could be... I, I saw um, one uh, article on this which suge- suggested it could be the entirety of the season. That they're, oh, yeah, they're yeah. Out absolutely. For. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, I, I mean... <laughs> They, they they strenuously deny any wrongdoing at all. Mm-hmm. But even if they're not guilty, just the whole rigmarole of oh. all of this, it, it's so disruptive. I mean, in some ways, they're not. I mean, I hope they are innocent. And when I say hope they're innocent, I don't mean they're found not guilty. I mean, yeah. I hope nothing happens. Yeah. But yeah. In some ways, like one of the worst scenarios that that could come about. I mean, if they're guilty, they'll get what they deserve, and yeah. They'll, uh, and they'll go to jail. Good. Yep. One of the worst things that could happen is if they are actually innocent and they lose a whole year of their career and then they're tarnished with this for the yeah. for, for the foreseeable. It, it's just horrific. Yeah. So pretty much one of those stories where there's losers all around. Yeah, unfortunately. As there is in the England's women rugby camp. This so, is, uh, not, not losers all around, because the sevens is becoming a full-time squad. Mm. But... The 15s will no longer be a professional. I just don't understand it. Squad. I mean, I'm not particularly right on when it comes to this. I, I don't believe in all the, you know, the, the, what's a, what's a football team that have decided to give their men and ladies equal pay? Yeah. Uh, well, the, 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 it, that's not equal pay because the women are like tier th- yeah, two, yeah. two or men, three, and the men are like eight. tier eight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm not really into this sort of sort of thing. But I, why would they not keep them? I've not heard anything. I've not heard a real good reason why they would disband the 15s team and and uh, uh, well, sorry in favour for a 7s team. Yeah. Why couldn't they do both? Yeah, I, I just simply don't understand it. The 15s team is good. I, I'm just I'm not I, I I agree with you, but I'm I'm playing devil's advocate and I'm I'm just trying to look at this and trying to see where the logic is. And I guess the 15 aside game is going to be really really hard to grow globally. The sevens actually you. Potentially, I think sevens rugby. That's how new territories and new nations yeah, around the, the world. Olympic funding. It is going to. It is going to reach that, and so an emphasis on that as a as, as a worldwide game, the women's game. I could see some logic to that. I can. I can see a lot of logic to it. Do you know what I think? The the big opportunity was that was missed potentially though is that years ago they didn't make tens. Rugby tens. The game. Because yeah. the link between tens and fifteens yeah. is so much closer. The tens get, is like. Sevens and fifteens is so miles apart. Yeah. Tens two and fifteens. Ten, tens is like uh, one day cricket, isn't it? It's sort of. Yeah, exactly. You know, what is it? Which would have co- complemented the fifteen aside game, but now you've, al- you've almost got these two opposing forces. You, 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 I don't. I don't see the two working yeah. together. It shouldn't be sevens or fifteen, should it? No. I mean, yeah. in some situations, I can. I think a lot of countries are going to use sevens as a platform for fifteens. Weirdly, England have decided to use sevens to dismantle their fifteens, which is actually the polar opposite to what they should be actually doing. Uh, what I don't understand is: is this a decision made because England women's aren't profitable, or they cost too much money to run? And if it is, I do understand those those, those situations completely. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, what a terrible time to announce it just before the women's. W- w- yeah. I mean, the timing yeah. couldn't be any more crass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on top of that. Um, even if they're not, you know, quote unquote profitable, 
have they not missed the value in how much this women's team has spread the game across women's rugby yeah. throughout the country? Because over here in Manchester, I mean, I know Broughton Park have got a new women's team. Uh, Eccles have one. Uh, Talk uh, uh, H. Um, <laughs> Manchester have one. You know, it's a really big growing sport. And in terms of revenue, you want as many people playing and watching the game as you can. So for the richest union in the world to disband what I, I think is the only professional international team just doesn't quite seem right to me there's obviously yeah. more to it than I understand well that so one of your first points was you've not seen a good reason why this has been done and I, I'm kind of in that category yeah. so I, I like you I, the finite resources argument if it's not profitable you can't continue allocating resources to it they've not from what I've seen explicitly stated that and also like you just said RFU is the richest union in the world and they put lots of money into lots of good causes, and this does feel like another kind of. I don't. I don't, I don't mean good cause in a patronising way. Yeah. This seems like a good way of investing money and growing the game. Well, it's a showcase for the, for, for, for the women's game. It's a showcase, it's, it's for, the a showcase for, for for the game yeah. as well. It's a showcase for the women's game for the team, which is the the best team at 15s in the world, as I understand it. They yeah. are reigning champions. Yeah. Well, here's here's a question. Again, I'm I'm not disagreeing with anything you've said I'm just trying to find a different angle so will they continue to be the best team in the world or close to it without the funding I suspect they probably will they, pro- they probably will yeah well You're I right. guess I could do the other thing right so the argument against it there's a really interesting interview with Eddie, uh, with Eddie Jones and I think he's in like the Students Union of Oxford or something or Cambridge somewhere, somewhere like that and one of the things he said is uh, professionalism can ruin ruin a sport and he cites his old club Runwick which was you know, a good amateur team everyone enjoyed it they started bringing in money and all of a sudden everything fell out the bottom I think you see the same sort of thing with National League Rugby you know you get yeah. a team who's like National 3 every team I played for yeah <laughs> basically Newbury and Manchester yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah right. there's a whole list of, we've, we've touched on in the and past Oral, of, Richmond London Scottish have all loads had of that yeah, and I wonder if there's an element of that, which is the women's game isn't developed enough yet to sustain, to sustain professionals, and whether so, it sucks the joy out of it and all that. I mean, that so I, I'm fairly certain that the women's game cannot sustain professionals on its own. I've not seen the figures. I'm fairly certain that it can't. Yeah, it can't sustain but, a league or anything, can it? That's obvious. But the RFU p- pump a lot of money into lots of other, um, lots of other causes and objectives, and this does seem like. A, a good one to be investing in to grow the game. Mm. Mm. So, it is disappointing timing uh, as well. What's more, do, uh, I'm going to take it into a direction here. Um, I'm going to take it into a stash watch area. Oh, because perfect. Whilst we're talking about disappointments, <laughs> <laughs> what is more disappointing? The things, uh, the the removal of the professionalism of the England women's team, or the removal or... of professional designers within <laughs> within sports brand manufacturers. If you've listened to the podcast for a, for a, you know since the start. I think it was two seasons ago, or maybe three. Or anyway, a, a few years back, we were talking about, and I think we dubbed this the golden age of kits. Yeah. Because Leicester had brought out their Rolls Royce of a of a kit, that that beautiful British dark, racing British green. racing green with a full hoops, thin hoops. It was oh. gorgeous. Mm. It was the one that M- Manu Tulangi was wearing when he clocked Chris Ashton around <laughs> yeah. the chops. It's perfect, doesn't it? And there it's was perfect. there were so many beautiful kits around that time. I just it, it's gone. We, we are we, this is as bad as I can remember rugby kits being. I, and do you know what? It isn't a coincidence that you know um, 
that Trump's in the White House, Jeremy Corbyn <laughs> is running away in the opinion <laughs> polls. It's all linked. It's all linked. <laughs> what I really don't get is there are some things that people work away on and eventually they invent this thing and it's perfect for its for its actual purpose. For instance, the Leicester kit with the two stripes on it. Perfect. Yeah. Why change it? It's like reinventing the fork or, you know, <laughs> reshaping a wheel. They they had it. They had it and now they've just let it go. I th- I think it's because there's there's new entrants into the market. You've got Cookery making a lot of kits including Leicester's BK are making more and more kits. Yeah, BLK. BLK, sorry. Not Burger King. Not Burger King. Nope. <laughs> um BLK and uh, Under Armour and there's a lot of non-traditional Mac- Macron. Ru- Macron, a lot of non-traditional rugby jerseys manufacturers and I almost feel like they need to justify their existence by changing stuff. Yeah. Don't don't change it. And let me just run through them because again, I realise this is a this is an audio thing. So <laughs> go, go and look at the pictures. But um, Northampton Saints, one of the classic designs, strong colour palette they've got to work with, and yeah. their change jersey for this season. It's wrong on every level. One of the worst kits in history. An offensive <laughs> shade of green. It's got a strange fade on the hoops. Why not yeah, just well, keep them yeah. full hoops? That is the most offensive part of the whole thing is the fade. Yeah, yeah where they just fade out just Why? to the side of the, the stomach. It's spectacularly bad. Tool station is red and white and clashes with the colour palette of the jersey itself, which yeah. is just a, a horrific shade of green anyway. Let's yeah, just go back to the fade. Why? <laughs> It's so unnecessary. There's, I, there's I, unnecessary piping as well uh, yeah, to is. like border the fade from the side panels and then from the top. Are they just demonstrating to future clients that they have the capability to fade <laughs> on that <laughs> part of the shirt? That's, is it like a technology demonstrator? I think it might be. I, I think someone who works at Macron is an Ospreys fan and is desperately trying to <laughs> make damn bigger not go to Northampton. Yeah, um, It's just kind of got a 90s quality. And it's, it's, but it, you can imagine Dylan Hartley wearing that jersey um, begrudgingly, begrudging, <laughs> uh, getting red carded with Tool Station on his yeah. on his shirt as he runs off. Yeah, um, I mean the most vivid part of your imagination there is Dylan Hartley wearing a Northampton shirt. Oh, well, of course, <laughs> I'm an optimist. Uh, so Worcester have, cha- have changed their kit as well. Uh, it's it's they've got loads of. It's just oh, can I see the Worcester one? I'm not seeing um, it. Phil can get a picture up for you. I just described. We did have a complaint, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Uh, is it good audio to have you boys discussing yeah. looking at kits? So I'll briefly, yes, it is, is the answer. So it, it's, it, it's, the, it's the regular uh, dark blue and gold, but there's just an excess of detail around the collar, yellow gold detail around the collar and on the arms. It's just unnecessarily messy. Green Packers just not... haven't changed their kits in like 30 years. There's Under Armour. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, sorry, there's Worcester, which is on the Under Armour. I just think it's, it doesn't feel classic, though. No, it's not classic. It's, it's not bad, it's actually, not bad compared to all. some of them. Compared to some of them. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Connacht had a lovely kit last year, but it's kind of got a weird light green, dark green kind of patchwork feel. Which Here's, it, I'm I've not got a feeling. really important question for you both. Okay, would you prefer? Because obviously these things are sick, uh, secular, secular, Is that cyclical, a word? cyclical. Thank you. Um, so, for instance, if you've got a really nice Leicester Tigers kit this year, obviously next year the kit manufacturer is going to ruin it because. That's what they do. So the question is, would you like the cycle for everyone to be in beautiful kits one year and then everyone to be in horrible kits, <laughs> Awful kits. the year before? Uh, the year after. Uh, the year after. Yeah, it could be like going to a bad taste party. Yeah. <laughs> just, I think so, because otherwise, yeah, because then it'd be just sheer relief for next season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind like a year of um, next year we're going to do throwback jerseys. 
and it's all going to be a kind of classic throwback. That would be style. cool. Oh, yeah. Do you know who's got the? I think the best throwback jersey. Well, other than the Quinns one last year. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. that was very very cool. Quinns one was good. But I quite like it when Leicester go back to their light green. They do it occasionally. Mm. Okay. So they've got like almost like a mint green. Yes. Mint green, white, and red. I love that. Yeah, bit. like Dean Richards and Rory Underwood. Yes. Era. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, have you seen the? Pic- I-, I tweeted a picture of myself the other day, um, from when I was eighteen, and I happened to own the Bath Home kit, which was yellow. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I was at Bath University when they wore that black and yellow, with, uh, one, yellow yeah. with black with that, uh, Adidas. And that was home kit. Uh, no, that was the change kit. Are you sure? I'm positive, yeah. Because I... I, I have, and I've worn it on the podcast before, um, and people on the Facebook Live thing said, oh, nice jersey. It, and it was the, the Dan Lyle bath kit with the, I've got that Check it out. Jersey. I think that that yellow one was their home kit because I I went looking in the bath shop for a blue bath kit and I had to come up with the yellow one because that's the home kit. That one? Yes. Oh, no, that's, that's before the one I was thinking of. Uh, sim- similar to that. It doesn't, yeah. Like Adidas, type in Adidas. That's uh, there's the, that one, which is Adidas. That's the one. That's the, one. That that's sure. the Adidas one. That's the change oh, kit. No, I'm you telling do you. have the, the blue one of that. I have the blue one of that, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just not for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, Munster have got an Adidas kit, which is gorgeous, apart from the bottom half, which is kind of got weird excessive detail that they didn't need to do I really like that Munster kit. It's, it's, I think, I, I well, think, actually, yeah, you are right. The top half is great. The bottom half. I'll let it off. Overall, it's all right. So on TV, that will just look like full red. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Um... And who else? Saracens have sort of lots of little design, which again on TV you won't you won't notice. The one thing you will notice is a slight diagonal fade on their jersey, which again I don't like. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, oh, Quinns. I like it. Love it. Quinns away strip is horrific. Um, their home jersey is pretty classic, although they have changed one element. The, it's not properly quarters. No. But it is it's like two thirds, a third. But it is probably quarters when you have them with the shorts. The shorts. Have you seen them with the shorts. The shorts match the jersey. It's so amazing. Yeah, I think it's amazing. How does that look overall, though? So they're, they're, that's probably not the best picture, but I, I don't actually like that. I think it makes it look. I think it all looks out of proportion. I like it. I think because cool. you're used to it finishing at the waist, and then now it finishes just above the knee. Yeah. So the shorts are in two are two different colours, and also the socks are two different colours. I can't wait for the first idiots to get. The wrong sock on the wrong foot, <laughs> and also what a pain for the kit man. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. pairing up socks. Never, th- they never think think of the kit man, do they? Poor kit man. Poor kit man. That's that has just doubled his <laughs> workload after a game. Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, go and have a look at the pictures, obviously, because this is a sound based um, <laughs> thing. But anyway, that's that's just stash watch for this year. But uh, I'd be interested to know. Again, apparently, um, there are other kits still to be revealed. And uh, sale uh, uh, not been revealed yet, and I'm just waiting to see some that are gorgeous. I will give Leicester credit; their their change jersey is very nice. In the fact, the fact their kits, they, so, they, yeah. their kits are decent. I, so I actually I quite like the the Cuckoo kits. I think they've got the colour palette. Uh, it's right for me. I, 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 I hate like the it. shoulder strap. Tell you what, the model looks great there. Who is that? The one on the left, what, far left. Yeah, far <laughs> who is that? <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady. They're breaking the record for number of sponsors on a shirt. They've got um, DHL, big orange yeah. square on the arm. They've got Holland and Barrett and Breeden, is it? And then they've also got Leo Vegas, Leo Vegas. Our, our sponsors, Leo Vegas, and another one on the on the shorts as well. They're just overloading on the... Yeah. Uh, Modern rugby. Yeah. There you mm. go. Um, right. 
so we've got uh, briefly I didn't watch any of the sevens or super rugby pick one of those and let's just, r- just rattle through that before we get into the first of our club let's close-ups. talk about super rugby because ultimately I knew nothing about sevens so I could be watching the best sevens game in the world and not really <laughs> know what was going on um, I've, I've only seen so the sevens have some brilliant tries wasps won it in again? the end yeah they had a pretty impressive squad out to be fair um, I never understand that because if one of them goes down badly and you can in sevens um, I think Miles Benjamin broke his leg in his first ever game <laughs> of professional rugby running into uh, Henry Tuolangi so like, it can happen do you really want to risk qu- uh, Christian, Christian Wade? Wade? yeah well, that's good conditioning isn't it? it is good conditioning great yeah. conditioning but so is conditioning <laughs> <laughs> so super rugby yeah, did did you watch that. these? Well, I watched the Lions game with interest because I quite like the Lions. I've... And I quite like the Hurricanes. Yes, yes. Um, it was looking good for the for your beloved Canes. After 30 minutes and it's three tries to nil and domination. Oh, compl- Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of watching like like the UFC and someone just comes out swinging and they dominate the first 30, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then they just tie themselves out. The tides turn. And they just... The Hurricanes put... I think I think they had a 19-point lead at one point. Yeah. And so after 30 minutes, 19-point lead. Yeah, they just couldn't... They, I think one more try would have probably seen that game off. Yeah. But they just couldn't do it. They couldn't hold on. And the Lions weathered the storm. And when they came back, it was tremendous. Well, the Lions scored the perfect time to score with two minutes to go until half-time. Uh, so they had the momentum going into half time yep. and then Ackerman so he, he, he said it, he obviously gave a very important speech at half time uh, there's an article that I've read which said they asked him what he said and he said um, I told them the score was nil-nil at the start of the second <laughs> half right uh, and that I, is and the I, oldest school <laughs> style of coaching ever and I asked them I asked the players to really lift their intensity <laughs> if that's yes, if, it's that, if it's that simple to get, to, they scored. So from uh, when it was twenty two, there were twenty two points to three up. The Canes were, they scored thirty nine points to uh, seven to the mm. Hurricanes. That is a phenomenal turnaround. It, uh, yeah, it, it's, I think the story of the summer, right? And let's just hold on to this because Crusaders could well win the two, the Super Rugby final. Although I don't think they're favourites for it. I don't know if they're the actual favourites, but I, I think the Lions will will probably beat them in Johannesburg. It's, yeah, it's in Johannesburg. Is the story of the summer just New Zealanders playing beautiful rugby but actually not executing, actually just <laughs> choking a little bit? Uh, possibly, possibly. It's interesting, yeah. Well, yeah. because that's kind of exactly what they did. Uh, the cr- Crusaders did to throw away that lead. Uh, Sorry, uh, Hurricanes, Hurricanes yeah. did throw was, away that lead. That. And there's some you want to, you want to see this game. Tim. There was some magnificent bits of skill. Two of my favourite bits were, well, actually, I've got loads of favourite bits. But two of my favourite bits, there was like an attack, uh, the Hurricanes uh, f- uh, hammering down the wing, and two of the most obscene offloads that I have ever seen. Sadly, like the second one was Ford, but just the ambition to try it. Yeah, uh, and. It kind of it's felt to me last few weeks that Hurricanes, anything they do, results in a try, and uh, from heading the ball forward that was a try. There was um, a little bit where Bowden Barrett kind of stuttered a tiny bit, so he had to put the ball through his legs, and it went it just went all over the show, and that was nearly a try. Yeah. But this luck's got to got got to run out eventually. 
Um, but the they had some incredible look in this game for the the TJ Perinara try and the Ardi Surveyor tries were kind of like fortuitous turnovers. Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. The, 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 they, the first they one exploited. was. They exploited. Um, my favourite bit of skill in the whole thing was the Ruin Crombrink uh, little grubber through. Oh, yeah. That was magnificent. Yeah. Yeah, great game. If you get a chance to watch it on catch-up or something, or just do that. just the highlight, highlights yeah. are available on Super Rugby's Facebook page. No, still, 80, page. It's still eighty minutes. Isn't I it? reckon everyone at whatever <laughs> level you've played at has a coach whose standard reaction when you normally when you go ahead. <laughs> the, the, I had a coach that always used to go nil nil. Still nil nil. You'd be thirty nil up. It's still nil nil. It's still nil nil, <laughs> boys. Well, it, it's not, but fair enough. Um, so yeah, there we go. We've just did, cracked the secret of coaching. Did either of you see the Bowden Barrett yellow card? Uh, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think what it, it was. was. Just, it was just the area. He, he was. Oh yeah, he stole the ball. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, no, cool. he made, no, no, he made the tackle, and then tried to. He was ro- pulling himself out of the ruck with the ball. But he, he didn't pull the ball out. It's just a ball. He sort of nudged it with. He nudged it with his legs, but accidentally. I don't think it was cynical you like that. A, not but, so, but it was bad. where it, it was. It was where it yeah. was in the, on the pitch. I, I I do think it was cynical. I yeah. think he, I think he knew exactly as he pulled him. He kind of kept his legs straight and dragged the ball with him. Which yeah, so none of us will have a problem with. Yeah, with that I mean the yellow card criteria for for that scenario is no naughtiness in in the five at all. Yeah, it's yeah. where it's where it was on the field. I'm, yeah, I, I, I quite, I'm happy with that. And <clears> then, delighted with the result. Then well, I'm not delighted with the result, but uh, it was a hell of a game. It really was. And then the other game was brilliant as well. Uh, Didn't see this. So you have to tell me about it. So Crusaders Chiefs Crusaders, who have been, well, they've been one of the best teams. They've been probably the best team um, all season um, caveat in that that they play in a harder league than the Lions so Lions have got the home yeah, advantage yeah. for this because they finished top of the regular standings yeah. but they've had easier fixtures mm, see uh, I've had a few people ask me about this what do you think of the conference system You know, isn't it a joke that the Lions can finish top but they don't have to play any New Zealand teams but actually it turns out they're going to have to beat two New Zealand teams in yeah, order to win the tournament. and they've already beaten what a lot of people would consider the best New Zealand team. Home anyway. advantage is massive. It is, particularly because... So the Crusaders didn't know where they were playing until after the Lions game. Yeah. So they find out where they're playing. They then probably have 24 hours to sort everything out, get a flight, get to uh, South Africa, and they've got... Players like uh, Owen Franks and Kieran Reed, who are both carrying knocks after this game, who are going to have to manage a twenty-plus-hour flight and then get ready to play rugby. Madness! Uh, I mean, it kind of makes the Harlequins Kitman's uh, <laughs> worries seems almost <laughs> trivial at this point. Doesn't it? <laughs> but the game, so there's a couple of interesting incidents. There was a disallowed try for the Chiefs for Nani Williams. I I think it was a try. He he kind of picked the ball up, so ball kick through, and he dives and scoops it up, and he kind of half loses contact in the air with it, but then gathers it as he and the ball both hit the floor. Huh. And I the TMO disallowed it. The TMO called called it back and disallowed it. I think that was very harsh. Yeah. So I have watched a. Annoyingly, I have watched a Chiefs Crusaders game this weekend, but not that one. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because I sat down to watch to watch it before I watched the Lions game. Yeah, and would you believe it? Sky Catchup have the Chiefs Lions get Chiefs Crusaders game 
like a few weeks back <laughs> earlier in the season so I, I was like is this a semi they're not mentioning anything about the semi they? <laughs> so I did actually see a Chiefs uh, Chiefs Crusaders game just not the right one uh, but <laughs> Crusaders they're a hell of a team and uh, Chiefs only scored so there was the disallowed try but they only scored one try in the last minute so to, to hold that Chiefs team to to kind of one try when the game was already over was very very impressive who will you be rooting mm. for? Probably the Lions. Oh, 100% the Lions. Tim? Uh, I think Crusaders have been the best team through the year, so I'd, I think it would be nice to see them win. I think it's going to be a tough ask going to Joburg. Hear yeah. me now, believe me later. I think South African rugby, there's, there's just forces stirring. Mm. I think I think they're on they're on for a bit of, a bit of a resurgence. Well, mm. we'll, be, we'll be able to talk about so, rugby least. championships soon enough. Argentina have been playing in Toulon. Which I wonder if it's just a scouting mission for French teams, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Have they? Have they? Yeah, they played a pre-season game in against Toulon. What first of two, I think. Wow. Yeah. When did Toulon? F- oh, for, the, for their pre-season, yeah. 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 Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I guess we're probably only only a matter of days away from the top fourteen <laughs> starting up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're probably mid-season, aren't they? <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, the Pro Fourteen. Uh, there was yeah, there's a very eagle-eyed <laughs> Pro 14 fan who clocked someone on a train looking at a PowerPoint presentation of the Pro 14 mm-hmm. or some video or something, which appears to show what the conferences will be for next season, which it's going to be... And the way they've done it is you will have a conference containing the first and fourth placed Irish teams from last year, like relative in yep. in, in the nation, the, the best and the least be- and, the, and the worst of the Irish teams, with the second and third best of the Welsh teams. Mm-hmm. And then you will also get the best Scottish team will be paired with the worst Italian team. So it, there's kind of a spread of, a spread of skills and then you'll get a South African team. So it looks like it's going to be, if this is to be believed, Munster, Ospreys, Glasgow... Connacht, Cardiff Blues, Zebra, and the Kings in Conference One, with Leinster, Scarlets, Edinburgh, Ulster, yes. Dragons, Treviso, and Cheetahs in Conference Two. Hmm. Unless that was just a dummy team situation, like a, here's an example. Yeah. But it could well be that that's that's what it is. But again, well, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, the way you've read it out, there is a lot of there's a lot of rationale to how they've split those teams up. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it is, maybe it is true. I mean, we're only a matter of days from finding out anyway. So. Surely they've got to, they've got to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get we'll we'll have we've got a pro fourteen team to look at um, today. A lot. Well, we've got two teams to look at. One of each Premiership. One pro fourteen. But before we, before we get into that, um, actually no, stick around for for some transfer rumours. Let's get into the first of our club close ups. We've got some there's some interesting player transfer stories that have been flying around. Mm. Which which one do you want to do first? We've got Champions of the Avicii Exeter and uh, Glasgow Warriors. Yep, well, uh, have you got your email, Phil, which I diligently sent you? Uh, Which you sent me 15 minutes before we started recording. Yes. (laughs) Very very diligent. (laughs) All right, mate. Let's see you doing the emails. Um, Do you want to go with that first or shall I talk about Glasgow? Uh, do you want to talk about Glasgow first? Cool. Whilst you read your email. Yes. <laughs> Professionals. <laughs> All right. Um, whilst, okay, well, not only have I got two very, very good previews, 
which I've kind of merged in, into one. I also have a little bit of inside knowledge because I was up at Glasgow this weekend. Um, this week, actually. Mm. Uh, five o'clock train from Manchester. Three and a half li- uh, um, hours later. Can I just say... First, five five a.m. train. Five a.m., yeah. Yeah. Can I just say, first class on Transpennine Express, n- not, wor- not worth the cash. <laughs> Virgin first class is great. Absolutely Cross agree. country is all... Is, is, uh, Apparently Great Western... GWR. Apparently, I've heard GWR is the best. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that is def- definitely way forward. But this isn't. You get a um, what seems like a, like an instant coffee and a croissant, which just isn't. It just isn't. Yeah, the cr- the cross country when I've um, when I've done it. God, this is like the most middle class conversation ever. Comparing first class services, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I booked it's in not a, on uh, the cross country. Which is absolutely rubbish. You, uh, you just get really bad coffee and a shortbread biscuit. Ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, or right. a ba- packet of crisps. Great. Cheers. Uh, so anyway, I was up at Glasgow, and I've got these two reviews. So I'll stick to the review, and as and when I'll just uh, I'll just interject. So last year, Glasgow actually it feels like it was fairly successful. It it wasn't. This was the first year Glasgow have not been in the Pro 12 playoffs. Are you aware of that? I was, oh, yeah. It, wow. it, it, looked, it appeared to be all going well, and the wheels kind of came off at the crucial times. Yeah, and the point being is they're kind of a victim of their own success. So um, every year they've been in the Pro 12 playoffs. Obviously this year they missed out, but they did get to a European quarter, which is the first time that, first time that they've done that. Yep. So it's sort of a bittersweet kind of season for them the success that they've had in the league has obviously meant that when Scotland are playing ev- everybody leaves I mean the whole back line is pretty much Glasgow the um, the majority of the pack mm. is Glasgow uh, last year had some awesome wins as it's noted here so um, Connacht Leinster Leicester um, Leinster are you sure about that? okay um, Rassing uh, Rassing again Cardiff Leicester and and Edinburgh, well, at least they've beat Edinburgh once, uh, and they've also had a few losses. Uh, <laughs> listen to this: Munster, Scarlets, Munster, Ulster, Munster, Saracens, Munster, Edinburgh. They lost to Munster four times last year. <laughs> so uh, they've, they've certainly they'll certainly have a bit of an axe to grind when they see him next time. Yeah. Now um, the players have lost. Not really too much of a big deal. So I'll read you some. Um, Gordon Reid uh, Fa- uh, Simone Favreau uh, Corey Flynn who, who played out the rest of his um, deal somewhere in, you know, yeah, uh, in if, one of the clubs if somewhere this is actually. the players we don't need to read them out because yeah. as you say there's no Grayson Hart Rory Clegg natural wastage but the um, <laughs> but the two which they make a big deal about Mark Bennett uh, yeah. I mean, everyone there kind of universally agrees that um He'll be a huge, a huge asset to Edinburgh, and he's, the he's other one, player. of course, is sailbound Josh Strauss, mm. who, from what I hear, um, is a real leader. Now I've not seen too much, too much of him play because I don't watch a tremendous amount of pro, tremendous amount of Pro Twelve, but uh, it certainly, certainly, certainly bodes well. But in the back row, I would say keep an eye out for Matt Ferguson. Ah, I'm glad you mentioned that. So yes, Matt Fagson is is the guy that everyone is talking about. So it's brother the, of Zach, yeah, yeah, and he he'll be the age this year that Zach was when he sort of burst on the scene. Yeah, because he's still Zach Fagson. Is he twenty one? Twenty twenty one or twenty two yeah. now? Yeah. Um, 
and he played what pretty much the entire game against Ireland. So already accumulating some good experience. I've got more Ferguson news though. There's a younger brother again. <laughs> These are like the move like the, over two Alangis. Yeah, they're like the Scottish two Alangis. <laughs> um, so apparently he's bigger and stronger again than the other one. Wow. So it seems like I was going to say, let's just remember Craig Quinnell was bigger than Scott. <laughs> so it's yes. not everything. <laughs> So, yeah, they seem to have uh, won and then they kind of see where they went wrong with the last one and do it again better. And so the third time round, apparently, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm imagining these, there's like, you know, in Lord of the Rings, the orcs getting pulled out of the, those sacks. <laughs> I just yeah. imagine they're just pulling Fagerson's out. The big old boys. <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. So here are a few other signings for you. Brand, uh, Brandon Thomas. Um, hang on. I'm not the man to read foreign names, so I won't. Um, Adam Hastings from Bath. That's a good signing. Watch out for him. Mm. Hugh Jones, uh, probably the reason that Bennett went. Um, uh, yeah, definitely the reason that Bennett... You want, well... For, for Scotland, you want both of those two playing week in, week out. I tell you, a guy who I've not really heard much about, but again, this is why you go on little trips. Um, the centre... Uh, Griggs? I don't know. Well, watch out for this guy. Uh, apparently... Statistically, was Scotland's best centre. Wow! And hell of a player from. There are lies, from, damn lies, and statistics. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, it's it's quite encouraging for their back division. Uh, Bruce Flockhart has he gone back? Has he gone back from France? I haven't. I haven't got that name here. He's a young. He's a young number eight. Uh, really? No, I don't have that name here. I do. Have well. Another one to watch out for. That's the two. That's the two. I've Matt Ferguson and Bruce Flockhart. All being because I was looking at the Josh Strauss situation, and um, yeah, they're just pretty talented, pretty talented young lads. So there's Ollie. I've got an Ollie Kebble. We've got a Callum Gibbons, and uh, you might remember this name, Layla Masunga. Yeah. So he will be showing up. He's not there yet, but he will be there very, 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 very soon. That's uh, an interesting signing. But, of course, the biggest signing is one Dave Rennie. Yes. This is comfortably the biggest signing. So this is what, you know, I reckon 80% of my chat was about when I was up there. So is he... Uh, when does he arrive? Um, well, pretty much any any day now, because Chiefs no longer... Chiefs, yeah, I was going to say, he's obviously not there quite yet, but... Yeah. Well... The way it works. I like it. You make it sound like a like a storm coming in. They're expecting it. They know. They know they're expecting it sometime. They're braced for it. Yeah. Hurricane Rennie. <laughs> oh, Chief Rennie. Oh, everything's coming for the hurricanes. So much better. Um, right. Yeah. So he has been doing conferences effectively from uh, uh, over Skype. So they're already quite connected now. The hurricane. Sorry. The- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
the Chiefs in Glasgow fundamentally play in a, rel- in a relatively similar manner. So they think continuity-wise isn't going to be too difficult. The interesting thing about this is there has been a lot of upheaval at Glasgow because they've lost their head coach, obviously, Townsend has gone. Mm-hmm. They've obviously lost uh, two, I say obvious, it's not obvious, but they have lost two assistant coaches. They've also gone to Scotland. But two Scottish coaches have come down back to Glasgow. So there's kind of some sort of consistency. And they've kept last year's defence coach, Ken, uh, Kenny Murray. So it's those three, and it will be Dave Rennie as well. So there's a bit of a merry-go-round of coaches Absolutely, in Scotland. Yeah. I think it's I think it's, it's, it's a different situation. The fact that Dave Rennie's been the main man makes a big difference because I think a lot of people might have looked at... Um, well, again, we've talk, talked about it last week when we talked about London Irish, but Tom Coventry didn't work. But <clears throat> it was not only a new country; it was a new, it was a first top job. Yeah. So you, need, I think, to come over into a brand new league and hit the ground running, you've got to really be experienced as the main man, and he's mm. got that. Yeah. So I just want to expand on that a second because one of the things which I kind of came to the conclusion with when I was up at Glasgow is everyone talks about culture. Right? Yeah. Bet you love that. Oh, no, no, no. I say everyone. I mean, like, you know, the, you know, the royal, ev- the royal um, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to change the word slightly. It's not necessarily about culture. It's about identity. Okay. Right? So the best teams... Potato, potato? No, completely differently. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> Utterly different. <laughs> and what I mean by, by that is Glasgow have a very clear way of how they want to play, what it is to be a Glasgow warrior, so on and so forth. You can't necessarily say that, could you, about, for instance, Bristol, who went down, or the Dragons, or... I mean, when you think of it, of, of, of Edinburgh, what do you think of? Uh, What's the, what is their club identity? Uh, Small, historic, historically played in a stadium that's way too big for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Although they're at my, my side now. Big, but, big ground, small crowd. I mean, yeah. and they're still searching for it now, because they're going to change completely once... Um, once uh, what's his name arrives Cock- um, uh, Cockrell. Cockrell but to be fair the same could be said for Bristol I mean what did they do they yeah. went through so that's kind of the key thing and there's a lot of good uh, good continuity there uh, the other weird thing you notice about Glasgow when you show up there is it's basically full of kids like literal kids what so is you, in the facilities yeah well so you have all the players they've got this indoor training area it's like an indoor running track where they're doing their skills and then about 20 yards down the running track is a bunch of kids playing on mats. And then upstairs, there's also even more kids playing on mats. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's got kind of... It's got a very vibrant feel to it. It's very different to, say, when you visit Sail, Sail Sharks or somewhere. Yeah. Um, Which is like going to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't even look at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Oh... And the last guy I'll talk to you about um, is... I'm not going to say his surname because I can't pronounce it. I won't even bother. But I'm just going to call him Big Brian. Watch out for this guy. Oh, is this the New Zealander uh, he, he's, uh, second row? Oh, yeah. He's a big boy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's so much younger than he looks as well. He, oh. looks, he looks about like a gnarled 35-year-old bloke and he's like 23. Exactly. So surely bound for I I've I've seen him as well and thought you're bound for a French club. Yeah, he is. There's a French club missing a lock. Yeah, he is <laughs> enormous. So he showed up at 130 kgs. They looked at him the conditioning staff and went 
yeah, you, you know, you have to change your body com- composition com- a little bit. Composition a bit. Obviously, you'll be losing a bit of weight do- doing this. Well, did the body co- uh, composition bit, but actually kept his weight the same. Yeah, he is <laughs> enormous. So watch out for uh, little Brian. <laughs> little so, B. So there are some other things here, but I feel I've spoken m- uh, long enough. Um, Chances for the season ahead. They've, be- they've got to make top four. Yeah. yeah, I think that, that, it, that it's that simple. All all the pieces are there. All the investments there. They get all the help from the um, Scottish Rugby Union. They've got a good team, not just the team on the field, but everyone supporting them. Um, you know, it it's theirs. Top four is is theirs to lose, in my opinion. So, question for you. Yes. Um, it probably wasn't discussed, but Finn Russell. Yes, gone. Well, is what, it, what what is happening? Is well, it is he was there. happening? He was there. Um, I do you know what? Embarrassingly, I didn't actually ask. <laughs> uh, I was uh, a little a little bit in, a little bit infatuated with uh, with 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 Big Brian, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean nothing nothing kept came up. He he's certainly training there. I, I guess if you're reading between the lines, Adam the capture of Adam of Adam Hastings is. Uh, a nice insurance policy if something does happen. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know, but huge huge thanks to uh, to Jack, who is the media guy at uh, at Glasgow, who showed me around. Uh, and if you watch my Twitter, I might have some videos of them training and a few bits and pieces mm. coming out very very which soon. Will, which will have, presume, by the sounds of it, it'll have just basically be a shot of Big Brian, <laughs> and and the screen might be moving oh! at a vigorous pace. <laughs> I had a real a real good chat with a Tim with Tim Swinson. Swinners, oh, yeah. Did you, you can console him on his uh, robbery of a, not getting a starting Lions berth? Yeah, the test, I mean, test he, series. He said it was unfortunate. I was like. You're damn right. It's unfortunate. I've, I've I've been getting stick for this now for the past uh, for the past three months. He didn't see the funny side at all. Um, the uh, but you know he had four man of the matches in a row. He's a good player. He's a damn good player. He should have gone <laughs> gone on the lines. Lions. It's an absolute outrage. Oh. Outrage that he didn't. Didn't even make the geography six. Uh, well, he just wasn't in the right place at the right time. Corey Hill was. Oh, Are yeah. you telling me that he's not as good, good as Corey Hill? Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What, what a, you, 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 you're a joke, Phil. You're a joke. <laughs> oh, sorry, what's that? I just got a little, um, just got a little message from Joe Launchbury saying, "Hey, listen, don't forget about me." <laughs> <laughs> Justice for Joe. Yeah, and he told me a cracking story as well, which I'll tell you off, tell you off air. Oh, don't say that hey. on the podcast, you tease. Outrageous. <laughs> uh, right, a bit of transfer news then. Yeah. Uh, the most eye-catching of them is the is the talk that apparently there's going to be a change of clubs for. Johnny May from Gloucester taking his extra long cycling shorts across to Leicester Tigers and by way of part exchange I'm only speculating part exchange I would have thought Leicester Tigers will be um, spending a little bit more on Johnny May than Gloucester will but Gloucester get Ed Slater hmm now I've long long complained about Gloucester's lock position I don't think for a number of years they've had Anyone good enough? Jeremy Thrush? No, no. Okay, I, I don't think I don't think he is. Um, I, I, he's decent. But Hudson? I, is he even still playing? Hudson? No, no, no. He, he retired. He's gone like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. He, um, the, the ruck inspector. What a, uh, he's good, he's Savage? Good Savage? Savage is Savage. Savage is good. He's, he's okay. a solid. Yeah, he's a solid. Elliot, Stuke, Elliot Stuke was all right. Uh, solid. Galarza's pretty. He's gone pretty, to Bath, pretty, obviously. Galarza decent. But 
he didn't play very much. He's not no. played that much. Yeah. I, mean, I think Lotus is a bit of an animal, actually. And uh, the, the, but they, they, they haven't, haven't they haven't replaced Dave Atwood. No. Well, still, yeah, many years on. It is his weird thing. They've not replaced a Dave Atwood before he became good Dave exactly. Atwood. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's Bath a signed point. him on the rise. Completely. So agree. yeah, they tried. They they did try Hudson. Um, they've tried Thrush. I think they have a reasonable lock yeah, pairing. Yeah, they're decent. They're, don't get me wrong. I'm it's not. I'm not knocking them. List, I just it? don't think they're Ed Slater. I think could be really good if he can recapture some of his form. But doesn't Ed Slater feel like exactly the sort of guy that we've just spoke about? I mean, they, Potentially, yeah. Here's England go, winger. Go back a year and a half. He was in the England squad. Potentially, just before the World Cup, he was in with a shot at yeah. the World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah. Go back a couple of years. He was, he was really, really on top form. But he's had a lot of injuries, and he's fallen down the pecking order. Just, and I think it's, I think it's really good timing on Leicester Tigers' half. I definitely think uh, Leicester Tigers are, if 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 they pull this off, have got the, a brilliant deal because they're, they've got guys like Kitchener. And oh, brain fight. Don Barrow. Don Barrow, who's Don Barrow, has been getting better and better. He looks excellent. There's on someone the else missing there. I can't think who it is. Um, anyway, yeah. We'll yeah. And whereas Gloucester, I think if there was a year to keep Johnny May and a year to get rid of Johnny May, I would have released. I would have let Johnny May move on over the last three years when he's not going to play for them that much because he's been a regular starter for England. This year, I don't think he'll be the automatic choice for England unless there's injuries. He's and therefore, fourth choice for England. He'll yeah. be fourth choice. So, and whoever gets him is going to get more of Johnny May than any club has got over the last three or four years. And that looks like it could be Leicester Tigers. It's, it does seem like a very good deal for Leicester. Because Leicester need a winger as well. And also, it's a case of scarcity, isn't it? I mean, what is the scarce skill here? Is it a big, bruising second row? Not that scarce. Yep. Or is it a guy that can run 100 metres in, I don't know, well, seven seconds? The, the maybe, who, maybe that's a bit fast. The guy who's arguably the fastest player in the Avicii. Yeah, even so, I don't really like it. I mean... From, you, from whose side? From Leicester's side? From all sides, really. And the reason I don't like it is they are Leicester... And we, I just spoke about um, identity. Now, there's a club that's really, that's really struggled. They're giving away a guy... Who is basically Leicester through and through? Yeah, he's a classic Leicester second. Well, hang on, I'll come back to that. He's a classic Leicester kind of mentality guy, and they're bringing in a guy who is the complete opposite. I mean, you couldn't get further away than than, the, than these two players. I think there is more value in May than there is in in Slater, but there again, Slater, you know, could be the cornerstone of what you know of, of what you need if you want a big hard pack but something was, wasn't Leicester the club we did when we looked at this the first week and one of the things that the Leicester fans who got in touch and talked about it said is there's been too much um, uh, loyalty, loyalty to given to guys who just because they're long term Leicester guys and not identifying when it's right to cut loose and yeah. as a result you've had players that have stayed too long and been mm. been taking up too much wage cap and haven't been yeah. justifying it maybe yeah. this is a maybe this is a, actually you could say Gloucester is still getting a really good, really good second row and a, and a great man in Ed Slater, really good leader. But Leicester have Don Barrow, mm. who's better value at, yeah. and on the rise, and they need to they need to change the dynamic and make sure their squad's the, not, not not too old. The other two that Leicester have also got Fitzgerald, oh yeah, Wells, Wells is there, and Mike Williams who can play oh, Williams, six yeah. and second row. So it, it does feel less. What Leicester lose because you've got a load of players who are kind of equal, and what they gain, what they gain is far greater than what they lose. Now I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong here, 
But the other problem with Slater is, well, what is he? Because we're all talking about second row, but as a second he's row, a lock. he's not really an asset in the line-out. I mean, you don't think of you know, the soaring Ed, um, Ed Slater, and I'm sure he's been no. moved no, across he, the back row. He's a number four. He, he has covered at, at six, but yeah. that's because he's a very athletic second row, but he's a lock. He always has been a See, lock. I think of him less... He's been less athletic and more just a bit of a lump, a bit of a, you know, good, a good ball carrier, very good yeah. ball carrier. He's a, he's a number four second row, he's your, he's your enforcer. And you could probably pair him with Jeremy Thrush. Jeremy Thrush, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think it works, works for Leicester for me. It works yeah. for Leicester? It doesn't work for Gloucester. Neither. Yeah. I think it's an upgrade. Yeah, they definitely need a lock, that's the thing. Yeah, I just wonder if they're giving away too much to get yeah. that lock. That's the thing. That's isn't it? the bit for Gloucester. It depends. Are going to be co- we're not going to see the particulars, but it depends how much both are paying. It could be. It could be coincidental. It's, it's not necessarily an exchange. The fact, yeah, they, they, yeah. The fact they're going, going from one club directions. to opposite directions doesn't but mean there's a, there's any link in the deal. Leicester have shown they like an exchange. Yep. Ford and Freddie Burns. Yeah. I, I like it as a bit of business for Leicester if it, if it yeah. comes off. Uh, the other one, we still don't know the whereabouts of Lee Halfpenny, although that one could be resolved fairly soon. There was some talk uh, um, just after last weekend suggesting Leicester Tigers are in for him, but the latest rumour that's gathering pace is that he's going to be going back to Cardiff Blues. It sounds like they've all seen sense and that's where he should go then. Yeah. And I, I like well, this comment yeah. that was made. Uh, he left the country like a king, comes back like an embarrassment. Oh, harsh. That is harsh. She's a lion. No, he's a, he's a winning lion as well. So I don't think an embarrassment, but embarrassment. It, there is an element. Who wrote that? Um, I, can't, I haven't got the name here, but I will give, say... Give me their name. <laughs> I will say that I don't agree with the word embarrassment, but I, I think it's I think it's fair to say he's there's a little bit of tail between legs. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I wish he'd have signed his deal when Cardiff Blues... Cardiff Blues offered him his, his original one, but apparently it's something to do with length. He wanted two two months extra to bring him up to the World Cup. Ah, uh, okay. So you get two years plus two months, and that would take him to the World Cup. But because he didn't have those extra two months, if he, apparently I, I might have this wrong. If he signed somewhere else, he'd be ineligible or be eligible for Gatlin's Law or some nonsense like that. Right. Okay. But here's a thought for you. Yeah, go on. If Leicester do sign Johnny May, yeah, right. Who better than to have at fullback? And kind of this yin and yang yeah. of Johnny May yeah. and then Lee Halfpenny. Yeah. yeah. Johnny May, go go and be Johnny May. You don't need to worry about anything else because Lee Halfpenny's got, got your back. And Lee Halfpenny, don't worry about being really slow <laughs> because you've got <laughs> Not Johnny Not being able May. to attack, yeah. Those two together. Well, when you put those two and then Toulouse Vianu, who's a bit of an all-rounder as well, Oh, that is a very, very exciting back three. Or Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Matt Tate. No, yeah, I'd backup. take, I'd take Brady over Tate any day of the week. <laughs> uh, 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 Matt Tate's a uh, what, what, I, what I think is well. the best about you, JB, is you, you remain completely impartial <laughs> <laughs> and your, your personal relationships or experiences. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. So an interesting point was made in that there may be a misconception sometimes, perhaps by Welsh players, that... Um, they have to go and play in the biggest leagues to, to get better and it'd be better for their development. No, 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 no. Uh, but, they but, need to play in the biggest uh, leagues to get the most, most money. money. The most money, uh, yes. No, but, one moved, no one moved to Racing Metro because they thought the, the standard yeah, of the, no, you're right. the coaching is going to be great. You're right. But uh, the big names that have left Wales to England or France, the formers generally dropped quite notably. Of course and There's a number of examples of that. Yeah. yeah I mean, does, In fact, I can't think of an example of a player who's a Welsh... Uh, help us out, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. A I, Welshman that's one. left and soared. I've got one. But only one. Luke Charteris. 
I mean, Luke Jordan yeah. in France was an absolute colossus. Yeah, I, I will go with that, actually. Um, but, it, I, but he's dropped down the Wales pecking order. He has, yeah. Um, has he? He dropped, well, he dropped down the Wales pecking order more since he's come back to Bath. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I think, like, it's him. It's, Alan Wynn, it's him and Alan Wynn. Those are two strongest locks for Wales. I suppose he had injuries, to be fair. Everyone when, when else. Jake Ball was kind of the... But the yeah, the others... Mike Phillips, Gethin Jenkins, Jamie Roberts, Dan Lydia. Oh, Gethin Jenkins, you forgot about him. J- uh, JD. JD2. Not JD2, JD. I'll tell you another one. <laughs> we only call him JD now, yeah, after yeah, the Lions. I'll tell you another one who did really well in France, but this is some time ago now, so it doesn't really count. But Stephen Jones, when he went over, got, uh, I think, like player of the year or something. Yeah. So that really helped, really helped his development, but obviously it's a long time since then, and the French League is a lot more savage than it was. And George yeah. North, who we didn't mention as well. He's George North going to... To Northampton, yeah. Mm. There must be some examples of players going to England and getting better. Though. There must be. Mm. Mind you, they're quite they're quite homely. All these Welsh lads. Priestland. No. Nope. Nope. Peel. No. Nope. <gasps> Again, old school name, but it does apply. Uh, Mevin Davis went to Gloucester and reinvent, reinvented himself. And then had a little stint at. at Leicester. Well, Hibbs as well. He's actually played... Last year yes, he played Hibbs some good, good rugby. very well. But he's not anywhere near the, the Welsh team at the moment. Hmm. That's interesting, that. Yeah. They, Welsh players play best when they're in, in Wales. Well, on that note, Liam Williams going to Saracens. He will thrive there, though. I think he will. Uh, reskill. I, there you go. He was at Saracens doing pretty well. It, it did. Well... And Paul, of, and Paul James. Paul James yeah. really did Paul, well at back. Paul, yeah, Paul James, Paul James is, is probably a good one. Yeah. We are, you, you have to really scratch, scratch and they can't <laughs> Alan Brew. Really scraping the barrel now. And they can't go far from the border as well. It's, they've got to go to Gloucester or Bath for them yeah. to be successful. Yeah. Well, Sale had a, like, a whole cavalcade of disappointing Welshmen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> McLeod. Yeah, cheers uh, Kingsley Jones for that. Yeah, who was the other one? Lee. Actually, Lee. Was it Lee Jones? Lee Thomas. Lee Thomas, that's the one. The centre. Yeah. He was a very talented player, but just could never get over his injuries. The injuries, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've got a team review to do. Oh, yes, you have. And unlike you travelling to Glasgow midweek to do your preparation work, I got sent an email from you <laughs> 15 minutes before the start of the podcast. Fortunately, it's an Avicii team, so we know, we know exactly where we're at with this. It's an Avicii team, and it is the champions of the Avicii Premiership. Exeter Chiefs. That still hasn't lost its novelty for me. All right, Champions Exeter Chiefs. You know, it still Exeter feels great. Are the only, or one of the only, profitable clubs in the Premiership? Yeah, that, it's actually something that Sam, thank you very much for sending this in, Sam. Sam has sent through, and he said um, they're they're expanding the off-field facilities, so they're expanding yeah. the the size of Sandy Park, but they're also they're, they're got a hotel being built mm-hmm. uh, so that's going to contribute it's to, busy to all that. week long conferencing yeah. and whatnot. yeah so thank you very much Sam for sending this to JB and JB for sending it on to me cheers mate um, so he does talk we, we we spoke at length last season about the poor start that Exeter had yeah um, and some very difficult games losing to Wasps Saracens Northampton Um like nine defeats in ten at what, uh, by by the middle of October, they won the first couple and then they lost. And they also nine lost, yeah, and ten. They also lost to to Bath, yeah, um, Bath at home, um, and then they turned it turned it around completely, yeah. Um, 
So after after those after it's the like, Premiership uh, game, just driving home the sort of Hollywood nature of their of their win. Oh, it's brilliant, and he, Sam actually pulls out a few big wins, beating Leicester home and away, um, beating Bath for the first ever time at the Wreck, and taking apart Northampton thirty six twelve. Do you know what I really feel sorry for? Um, Le- <laughs> well, it's hard to feel sorry for Leicester because they're sustained and continued success throughout generations. But as soon as they have like an off year, and they weren't a particularly good team last, uh, last year, in fairness, everyone puts it down as like their great win against Leicester yeah. home and away. I'm, I'm pretty sure Sale beat them home, <laughs> home and away. Maybe a couple of seasons ago. No, last season. They didn't beat them last season home and away. They definitely beat, beat them at home. They didn't beat them away last season. Yeah. D- did they not? But um, it's also mentioned- every single Avicii yeah. club review. But you try your best to bring it round to uh, well, Sale. Even, like, <laughs> even in the Glasgow one, it was like, oh, Leicester Tigers twice. How about uh, Leicester? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, the team. There's not much movement in this uh, Exeter team. It's quite interesting. So, there's a few players out. The only one really of note is Jeff Parlin, yeah. who's leaving. Mm. But they've got some some very good players who can can play second row uh, and back row, like, well, Don Armand, Dave Dennis, who can cover that second row back. Dave back Dennis row. in particular, and then Mitch Mitchley's Johnny. But they've signed us. They've signed well. a lock, haven't they? This week they have. They've signed a South African. Who's that? From the Southern Kings, Wilhelm van der Sluys. Oh yes, that guy, who's big boy. Uh, decent, decent ball carry yeah standard South African lock yeah so they've lost uh, yeah Tom Johnson's retired um, Damien Welsh has gone to the Blues Dave, Lew- Dave Lewis the scrum half has gone to Harlequins but they've brought in no one really of note so um, they brought in Kvesic is kind of Kvesic who's come in um, it'll be interesting to see because I've always felt Kvesic as being overrated by Gloucester fans, never really rated by anyone else. Anyone else, uh, including myself. To be fair, I mean, every yeah. time I watch him play, I'd be In- outstanding quads. Occasionally, does a great turnover. I mean, the, the thing and is, then, yeah. then makes a balls up. If yeah. if, if, if you watch me, think you idiot. Why he looks like a great specimen. Alone. Yeah, if if you if one in three turnovers. Uh, and the other two are penalties. penalties. If that's a good rate, then hmm, it's not not what I look for. Um, they've also brought in Nick White, yeah, from Montpellier, which I think is unnecessary. It really feels unnecessary because Will Chudley is a great scrum half, and they've got the two young lads, Jack Maunder and Stuart Townsend. Mm. Um, Jack Maunder, well, both of them were Townsend started the final, yeah. Tottenham started the final, and then Mondo was uh, on the England tour to Argentina. Mm. Uh, so you, you've got three local talented lads, and then kind of Nick White. I wonder if that's kind of just a value signing because Ruan Pinar was coming over. I thought, well, let's get some international experience at a key position. So I actually think it's so they they probably knew when they signed Nick White, which would have been early or halfway January. through the season last year. Yeah, yeah. January time last year. Um, or well this year last season they uh, Maunder and Townsend would have had virtually no game time at all it was Chudley and Dave Lewis yeah and yeah. Uh, so it's only really been the last half of the season where Chudley got injured those two have stepped the up the new Hayden Thomas was going and retiring Dave y- Lewis was leaving yeah 
those two have stepped up to the plate and done very well. Do you reckon it was kind of almost a calculated gamble that one of these two lads won't make it, we will yeah. go and get another guy? Yeah, that that's what it feels like. Because if those two hadn't stepped up, then you would have just had Will Chudley. Yeah. So it's almost fortuitous that those two have turned out to be brilliant players. Well, whoever, whoever makes it into the matchday squad is going to have to be on the metal. Bloody good. And... I would not be surprised if one of those young lads leaves next season. Or Nick White has a very short stay. Possibly, yeah. That's more likely to me, because you bring in the old head and say, well, you know, you're expensive. It hasn't quite gone the way we thought it'd go. So feel free to find a new club, because you'll still (laughs) come on the decent wage. I think what um, you say no Exeter players, uh, Exeter haven't signed anyone really of, of any huge note. It'd be interesting to see how Kvesic beds in and if that yeah. changes the way they play. That'll be really interesting. But well, it's the options, isn't it? I mean, they've got that you know, got a big bruising. They do um, back row, but then they can change it up completely. But I think the biggest thing is that they've got a champions team. They've got loads of young guys. The biggest thing is that nobody has had to leave to balance the balance the the salaries. Yeah. Well, no yeah. one's wanted to leave at the end of their deal. They've. Um, they've they've kept all those young guys. It's just frightening amount of talent yeah, comes I mean, through. I, comes through that part of the world, Cornwall and Devon. Yeah, because yeah. they've won the league, right? So they're already the best in in the country, and now they've added a couple of. I mean, the two Simmons lads. One plays ten, one plays eight. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You got two young two two young scrum halves. You've probably got a wealth of talent un- underneath that as well. And on top of that, it's a relatively young team. Yeah. Uh, Devoto, Slade. Yeah, actually, think, think about how much Cameron Dickey's got left to give as a hooker, and Slade well, even is. It's all like Ben Moon has gone up. Oh, it says sorry, sorry to ruin your review, Phil. But it's all like <laughs> Ben Moon has has gone up two leagues, so he's gone from the Championship, won that, yeah. and now has won the Premiership. He's only twenty eight for a prop. It's nothing. Yeah, Harry Williams, Hepburn. who Williams, Williams who was screwed. Yeah. So um, Sam actually says he's a bit concerned at the lack of depth in the front row. I'm looking at the front row. And you've got Yandel and Cowan Dickey at hooker. You've got uh, Harry Williams, Greg Holmes, Australian prop. You've got Moon, you've got Rimmer, you've got Murray Lowe. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, you've got Thomas Francis, Lion, Thomas Francis. Yeah, Lion. Or, uh, grade Francis, grade yeah. five Lion. Uh, Thomas Francis is at the Blues now. Is he? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yes, you're right. Big, big loss to um, the conditioning that- department. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was third choice anyway. So... Very positive. Centres, you've got Campagnaro, Devoto, Sam Hill, Ian Witten, Henry Slade. I'm sure Sam Hill's still only like 24. Yeah, yeah. So, and back row, Lockie Turner, Jack Knoll, Dollars, although he might be out for a while uh, with his injury. Woodburn and Short were two of the best wingers in the league yeah. last year. Uh, so, there's a lot was of depth. Short? Who was the other wing? It wasn't always Short, was it? They... Well, um, Witten played there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, he is actually a bit of an older guy. Yeah, he is. So, it does look pretty bright for for Exeter. The the so got to get top four. I'm fairly confident they will get top top four. One of the big concerns that that Sam raises is Champions Cup was a struggle for him last year, mm-hmm. and that that run of nine games in ten or whatever it was was all based and around the, the Champions when the Cup. Pool, when the pool stage ended is when things turned around. Yeah. So they had that. Then the Anglo Welsh Cup. There will be an expectation for them to perform on both fronts this year, and that will be a distraction. It will be difficult. It will test the squad, um, and they've not got the easiest opponents. So, 
not that any Champions Cup squad. Yeah, find me the easy group. Yeah, it's normally the one with the Italian team in. Yep. But then you've still got uh, four other very difficult games. All winning bonus points. Yeah. Uh, so they travel to Leinster, Glasgow, Glasgow, Montpellier. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got a chance against Montpellier, just uh, because they're in, you know in a bit of a transition, they play in France, that sort of thing. Yeah, they'll just try and win three home games. Yeah, yeah, and pick one up on the road. That'll be That's enough. That's it. Yeah, pick so, points up on the road. Yeah, so I, I am definitely going to go up to a, a, a Glasgow game this year. I wonder if it should be the Exeter game. That'll Although be good. I also really want to go to an Exeter game. That would be a good one to go to. The other thing, so you mentioned the ch- coach changes at Glasgow. There's no coach changes other than they've got slightly different titles now. Mm-hmm. So Ali Hepper and Baxter. New three three year deals, new titles, but for all intents and purposes, it's the same same structure. I'd like to know about that. Um, yeah, it's in- probably a way of justifying giving them more money, which they deserve. Yeah. It could like oh. think of the way corporate stuff works. Yeah, but sometimes that's how it works. But do you know what? Like. I think the fact that they won the pre- the Premiership title kind of justifies yeah, giving them yeah. more money. It does, I mean, but sometimes there's HR when it's a, a corporate organisation. <laughs> sometimes there's HR yeah, hoops they're all in to their jump suits. through, isn't there? <laughs> there's HR hoops to jump through. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that could be it. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. So, your predictions: Will Exeter win it again? I think winning the Premiership twice is just incredibly hard task for anyone. It is. It is very um, very difficult. You know, I think Saracens will still be favourites. Yeah. I think Wasps will fall away. Um, I do think, you? Yeah. I do. Um, we'll go into that when, when the Wasps, the wasps one c- comes around. I think... I, do you know what? I think Saracens and Exeter will be the nailed on two to get to the top four because they're just so consistent. Everything else is is in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I see, I, I see them making top four. I, I said last year... Getting to the final and losing, I thought that was a <laughs> high watermark. I said it was yeah. a high high watermark for Exeter, and um, I worry that they're going to drop off. And it looked like I was calling it like a charm, and then how wrong I was. And yeah. well, there's one thing delighted we, to be yeah. wrong. Yeah, there's one thing we all know about Exeter, which is Rob Baxter knows best. I mean, it doesn't matter what he does, he know he knows best. I wouldn't have thought Thomas Waldron would have been the, been the success that he is. Well, yeah, what do I know? Yeah, um, Devoto, good player. I mean, really good player. Oh no, actually one of the best centres in has England. There, has Woodburn. there been has there been any yeah. player that's left that you feel has chosen to leave? Or cho- well, there's definitely not that. You can't think of many players that that's the case. But I'm I'm just trying to think. I can't think of anyone that's left and chosen to leave. Did Scott Rob leave Baxter under, and, under a cloud? I think he did. I, think, I, I don't think I don't think I can't think of anyone where they've gone and you felt like the club would try were not. I think we're, we're not we're not letting them go. I've got a yeah. funny because there was feeling. even talk about Henry Slade getting offered massive money to go to Bath. And what, so, are you trying to say like where the club wants him to stay, but they go rather yeah, than the club yeah. says you're done? Yeah, you've come to an end of a contract. Let's shake hands and uh, yeah, because I'm sure Arscott was either kicked out or it's something like like that. Um, the other one. I mean, I guess it's pushing a bit, but I guess like Dean Mum, because they wanted him to stay, but 
the oh, he wanted to go back to Australia the, yeah, to play international rugby. So. international rugby. So there you go. The, the, the only example we can think of of an Exeter player that's gone where the club would have rather they'd stayed is because he wanted to go play international rugby. Yeah, and Pauling Australia. maybe because he's just at that age. That, that age. Uh, and I think that would have been a, a shake of the hands for both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. So. My, my point being is that's quite unusual, I think, and it just says everything about Rob Baxter. Yeah, I'm look. I'm just looking back at the last three years worth of players out. There is no one there that you'd think they would have like really liked to keep him. They're not at all. It's got to be someone. Well, do you want me to read through the list? So Dave Lewis, Damian Welsh, Will Hooley, Hayden Thomas, Jeff Parlin, Tom Johnson, who retired. retired. Um, Adam Hughes. I know one. Josh, Josh Jones. I know one where they didn't Alex, get... The- Alex Brown, Brett, Stur- Brett Sturgis, Jerry Sexton, Byron McGuigan. Byron McGuigan. They let him go. Yeah. Oh, they, they they released him and then he went to sale. Yeah, but I think they miss out out, out on some value there because he's a pretty good player. He's all right. He's a I pretty think, good player. I think they've got better. I think, um, I think getting in James Short when everyone perceived him at, at well, relatively one, low value for what he is and taking him. Short and Woodburn, great oh, examples of getting value. Outstanding signings. So others, it's amazing, Lewis, it? Lewis it's Stevenson, amazing. Lewis Stevenson, Chris Anderbotha, uh, Huani Tui, Craig Mitchell. Romana Graham, Jason Schumark, Chris Whitehead, Tom Cowan-Dickey. Ooh, Jason um, Whitehead. Retired. Yeah, Whitehead. Uh, Mighty Talk H are playing against his team on, on, on the weekend. He's coaching in the, in the Midlands. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of with. Yeah, Tom Cowan-Dickey, who went to Plymouth, James Hanks retired, Lloyd Fairbrother, Luke R. Scott, and James Phillips. There's not one of those, no. players, apart from Parlin... Not one of those players. Mm. I think that's really unusual for not one player to go. Oh, I've got. I've been offered loads of money. I'm. I'm going to go. Yeah. And a lot of those players would have would have had lots of. I guess teams just, coveting. I them. guess it's. I guess it's just lucky that they never signed Carl Ferns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, have you got anything else? I think that's most of it. Uh... So it's so Exeter. We're going top four. So I think definitely top four. Yeah, I'd like to see them get out of the group stages of the Champions Cup, but I recognise just how hard it is in that group. Mm. Um, I don't think they'll win it again. I don't think not. So. Not this year. I think they, they will win it again in they their will, history. Yeah. But like you say, doing it it's twice like in a row. It's like the Super Bowl kind of thing, isn't it? It's yeah. just so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, very very bright. Uh, for extra, extra Chiefs. Uh, shall we go home, boys? Uh, amazingly, we've done an hour and 15 on a weekend with no rugby. Is that right? We have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good going, isn't it? It, it is. Um, so we have got other clubs that people have emailed in about. However, we've we've done half the league now, haven't we? Nope. No. We've done a quarter. quarter. No, we've done a quarter. Four. We've done three of each. Yeah, three of each. We've done six teams, three of each. Three of each. So yeah. we, we have done... no Kings fans, no Cheaters fans. So no, no we've, done, we've done Leicester Tigers, Exeter Chiefs and... London Irish. London Irish. So if you are a follower of another one of those Avicii Premiership clubs, then email contacteggchasers at gmail.com. And likewise, we've done Glasgow Warriors, Leinster... Ulster. And Ulster. Yeah, now can I make an appeal? Oh, no, sorry, Dragons, Glasgow. Oh, no, sorry, we've done Dragons, Dragons Ulster. Glasgow and Ulster. Not, not we haven't Ulster. done Leinster, no. Um, I appeal, if you're an Italian fan, I know this is a very, very long shot, send us in your 
your review. Otherwise, even if you went to games and you've seen plenty of them, as yeah. an, as an away fan, and you can and just if you can get a give cheaters, us a few thoughts, the cheaters and a Southern Kings fan, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. Come on. Come on, we can do this. I'm not sure. It sounds like a lot of effort, Tim. Uh, contact, uh, contact. It doesn't have to be completely. Just give us some little bullet points if you haven't got a lot of time. Um, contact yeah. Chasers at gmail.com. Uh, email us, and yeah, we'll, we'll um, we, we'd it'd be great to hear from you. We're at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. There's a Facebook page as well. And um, yeah, oh, I should mention as well. If you're maybe in the summer, I know a lot of people go a bit dishevelled in the summer, don't they? Just kind of <laughs> let their let their beard grow out a little bit or whatnot. If you need to look sharp again for um, for when the summer comes to a close or whenever, then get yourself a cornerstone razor. We are all united on this that it is, the, in our opinion, the best razor you can get. It's German precision engineered, and you get a really really cool deal on it because you're listening to us. So how about this? You get a free engraved aluminium shaft, which you can get engraved with your initials or whatever you want. You get six beautiful razors, and that will come to you in a cornerstone presentation box for four pounds wonderful it's a no-brainer yeah. absolute no-brainer less than a pint and you've got a beautiful aluminium shaft and six cornerstone razors which in a bbc tv show with the razors that were tested that came out on top we know it's good you'll you'll love it as well cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout right, let's go home boys Boom. excellent do you know what we didn't do what? Game of Thrones 15. Oh, hold on. I can... Oh, <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. Shall we, can we go home now? We're, we're above this, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we are above we're, this. We're above this <laughs> now. We're, a, a sort of frivolous oh. 15 is, is beyond our, inter, should, our rugby I'm, intellect now, isn't it? it? Here, here. Well, hang on. <laughs> you've been sarcastic. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. believe I mentioned that. All right. Well, so so the Game of Thrones 15 then. And, Just read that as quick as you can. <laughs> Director of Rugby, Varys. Tactical genius. Yeah. Uh, defence coach, Cersei Lannister. And attack coach, Daenerys Targaryen. I'm not The 15, I'm sort of uh, cobbling together the consensus. Um, the props are Hodor and the Mountain. Oh, Mountain is a prop. Yeah, with the hooker, Ned Stark, because he's kind of got that leadership qualities calmness under pressure. Calmless? But, but also. Calm- but also. He's. He's also, headless, can, mate. also can lose his head, when, oh, and, and, you, and you need no. a bit of a nutter at hooker. You can lose their head a little bit. Uh, second row of Tormund and the Hound, uh, with a back row of Brienne of Tarth. Um, not totally sure if she's a ball carrier or not. Can't quite can't, can't work that one out yet. Good God! Seven Jorah Mormont. Uh, just nope. a cla- just a classy individual. Uh, number eight Jamie Lannister. Good combo with Brienne in the back row and uh, great handoff. Um, and, yeah, the, yeah, and the yeah, back yeah. line, scrum half John Snow, uh, ten little finger. Yeah. The uh, the centres, Ramsey Bolton, kind of that psycho little nugget of a twelve. Real, yeah, real psycho. Uh, intimidating inside centre with Oberyn as the outside centre. So you've got like your sort of cl- sort of flashy Oberyn. outside centre, Prince Mar- Oberyn. Oberyn Martel. Oberyn Martel. Mm. It does sound like a French centre. Yeah, it does. And the and the wingers, you've got your you've got your, your your quick one and your and your side one for size, Carl Drogo and and um, Grey Worm. <laughs> yeah. And Grey Worm. <laughs> and I've actually not written down the fifteen which Is I had Drogo? written down earlier. Is Drogo Hawaiian? Like Samoan Hawaiiany? He has got lo- lots the of a- sort of tattoos like that. Yeah, I I, th- I think he might be. He's from Esos, mate. What? 
He's from Essos, yeah. What? Or Essos. What? Essos. Essos. He's from I Essos. don't know what you're talking about, boys. Well, the land west, uh, east of Western. Oh, right, right, yeah. I, I'd have him down more as, like, Hungarian or Sorry, something like that. He was a mo- I thought he'd been funny there. I thought he was, like, modelling for ASOS or something. I thought that's what you were getting. <laughs> but I don't know. The, the, okay, cool. Uh, fullback, I haven't actually got one down, but... Um, Loads of people did suggest them, you can, whatever. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We've lowered ourselves to that depth, sunk to that level for the end of the podcast. Can we never do a novelty 15 ever again? Unless... I'm not having that. I like novelty 15s. People like novelty 15s. No one likes novelty 15s. They do. There's other podcasts for that. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> just before we go, just mention fantasy rugby draft we will be looking at a few things in future we will definitely be playing the game so go and check it out if you're not aware of it it's a fantasy rugby game where you play with 10 of your mates or 9 of your mates you all have a team but the the brilliant genius of this and if you're familiar with NFL fantasy games it's just like this the, the genius of it is no player can have no two teams in the league can have the same player yeah. Which is brilliant because you know how annoying it is in fantasy football the other year when everyone just had Sergio Aguero up front, yeah. all making captain. It just cancels it all out. Yeah. There's none of that, which means then you can trade and barter for players. And the way it works is you don't just accumulate points, it's done like fixtures. You play head to head, you play against one team in your league. Love yeah. the format, love it. We had so much fun doing it last year. Yeah. It's so um, stressful at times, yeah, just but brilliant. Start getting together, nine of your mates to play, and you yeah. will love it. Definitely. Right, let's go home. Yeah, let's go. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.